Yeah, and there we go. All right. Um, hi, everybody. I pushed the timer there, so we're on the clock. Um, my name is Carrie Lynn. I'm I'm here in sunny Alberta, Canada. It's uh, very very hot out there today, <laughs> and uh, I, I like living here. Um, I had a good day today. Um, since I'm on a hundred pounder um, meeting here, I guess I'll qualify myself in that regard. Um, I was not overweight as a kid, um, but in my late teens, my compulsive eating behavior finally started to catch up with me. Uh, I was quite athletic, and uh, I guess you know the eating I was doing didn't stick until. You know, I stopped doing that so much in school, but then I started to pile on weight and I finally went to OA when I was about 30. I'm 61 now. Um, When I was about 30 um, with 85 pounds, 85 pounds overweight, and I specifically went to OA to lose weight. That's, That's why I went. I knew nothing about 12-step programs. I thought it was a diet program. I lived in a really small town and uh, I knew I needed to lose this weight because I felt horrible. And all there was in that little town was Weight Watchers or Overeaters Anonymous. (laughs) And I already knew that I couldn't diet. I already knew that I couldn't control my food by any means. So I thought I'd go to the thing I thought it must just be some other kind of diet, but I thought I'd go to the thing I didn't know about. And, you know, lo and behold, there were people there that were talking about stuff that I thought I was the only person in the whole wide world that thought like that, that behaved that way, that wasn't, you know, felt like they weren't normal, like that didn't fit in, felt awkward all the time. And that's all in addition to the eating problems, right? So um, I heard about steps and traditions and higher power and all that kind of stuff. And and I honestly didn't know what any of that had to do with with my eating problem and certainly what any of it had to do with uh, losing weight. But I did just jump in there because I didn't feel like I had a lot of choices. And... For whatever reason, through God's grace, um, my compulsion to eat was removed through no effort, no, no effort of my own whatsoever. I did not get a sponsor. I did not work the steps. All I did is go to meetings, and I read all the literature, including the big book, and um, I talked on the phone to people sometimes. That's all I did as far as program went. Um, at that time, I didn't realize that, that the word program specifically means the program of action being the 12 steps. But, you know, I thought I was working program doing that. And as far as I was concerned, it worked because this, this you know, massive obsession with food that I always had and always trying to figure out how I could get to be you know, get to be alone so that I could eat the way I needed to and how am I going to get... XYZ food and 
all that kind of stuff. It just disappeared. And I believe I got that free gift from God uh, to sustain me through all the years after my obsession returned so that I would know it was possible to be free um, because I wouldn't have believed it unless I had had that amazing experience. So since I wasn't compulsively eating, um, I lost weight like gangbusters. And everybody thought, whoa, she's a really good, you know, like I was an OA superstar. I'm making fun of myself. But seriously, people, everybody was there at at the meeting in order to lose weight. And I was the only one that was. And... Uh, That little meeting folded because nobody was, including me, were, you know, was actually working a program. And after there was no OA in my life anymore, um, the obsession came back with a vengeance, worse than it had before. The big book tells me that this is a progressive illness, and it certainly is with me. Uh, Every time I have managed to stop compulsive bleeding by some means. When I've started again, it's been worse. So that gives me a lot of incentive to, you know, continue on with vigorously working my steps every day like my sponsor taught me out of the big book. So um, I, you know, raced back up the scale um, and eventually ended up just over 300 pounds. Um, at which time I decided that the only thing that was going to work for me was weight loss surgery. And I thought, I honestly, honestly, (laughs) I honestly thought that if I had that weight loss surgery that I wouldn't be able to compulsively because there wouldn't be any room in my tummy. And to a certain extent, that's true, that there's no room in your tummy but it didn't mean that I couldn't compulsively eat. I still could. It's just that the food came back up now, you know. So after I had that surgery, I I had somehow had God's grace again for a year or so after I had that surgery, and I lost all my excess weight, um, which was fantastic. That's another thing that I thought would stop me from ever compulsively eating again was Whenever I would have like a major success, like, you know, lose a lot of weight, and then what maniac would screw that up, right? <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine I'd be stupid enough to, to screw that up, but I always did. And what I didn't know was that I have a real deal illness, uh, which is, you know, on my own, I am doomed as far as that as that compulsive eating behavior coming back goes. I can start abstaining from certain foods and then I can control my eating for a little while, but it always comes back. I can have weight loss surgery and control it for a little while, but it always comes back. And the first thing that that always came back was that mental obsession, that just incessant chatter in my mind that you're going to feel better if you eat, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it was. And for me, it was usually, well, it was almost always something that had uh, carbohydrates in it. Um, 
especially sugar. But later on, um, I found myself being very, very good at food plants. And in all these food plants that I tried, and oh my God, how many did I try? I have no idea, so many. Um, my idea of a food plan was always to avoid certain foods, and I was good at it. Like I could, I could not eat sugar for months, and yet that mental chatter always came back, always. So in the end, all my mind was telling me, my compulsive eater's mind was just saying, you're going to feel better if you compulsively eat, period. So I would just compulsively eat whatever was on my food plan, you know, and it could be the best food in the whole wide world, like raw carrots, you know, roasted Brussels sprouts, lean meat, uh, even water for me. Um, I would binge on water because water can't hurt me. Water's not going to make me fat. You know, water's good for me, right? All that crazy stuff that compulsive eaters use as an excuse to eat abnormally. And I'm, I'm powerless over that crazy kind of thinking. And as I said with the weight loss surgery, when I would overeat or overdrink anything, it just started coming back up. Suddenly that seemed like a handy tool. And for the next 18 years, I binged and purged along with uh, restricting on and off. Um, when I came into the group I'm in now, about three and a half years ago, I was underweight. I've been, I've been everywhere, you know, normal weight, way overweight, way underweight, just everywhere. Um, I was underweight because I was throwing up everything I was eating and I wasn't eating any carbohydrates at all. And I was continuing to lose weight. I was too thin. I was all bony. I, I couldn't wear a bra because my sternum stuck out so much. I couldn't sit in the bathtub because my tailbone stuck out so much. Like, you know, it sounds like a good problem to be too thin, but it's not a good problem either, just like being on the other side of it. So I met my current sponsor and she said, so it seems to me that you have found out that um, abstaining from certain foods is not going to solve your problem. And, and that was certainly the case. That's when I knew I was doomed. When I realized that I, it seemed like I was even allergic to water, like that can't be. So I finally realized that I had a behavior issue when I wanted to feel less angry or less fearful or more comfortable or whatever. If I ate for those reasons, that's when I lost control of how much I ate. And in my case, then I would throw up and all that stuff. And if my story doesn't have much in common with yours, uh, we all have different details but we all have something very much in common. We can't control whatever crazy thing it is that we're doing with, with our eating. So uh, she took me through the steps according to the instructions in the big book um, very quickly. Before my mind, my compulsive eater's mind started, you know, whispering away to me that, oh, it's not that bad. You know, maybe if you... Maybe if you don't eat, blah, 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 
then you'll be okay. Maybe if you have the perfect ratio of fat, carbs, and protein grams at each meal, then you'll be okay. Like my mind would have, you know, talked me back into trying to control it again. And then I could have died because with my purging behavior, I was uh, having chest pains. I was throwing up blood. Um, again, I couldn't stop losing weight. I was way too thin. I was freezing, confused, shaky, all that. It was horrible. <laughs> so took me through those steps. Um, I don't have time to talk about the process of taking the steps, and I do want to take the time to talk about what it's like on the other side of the steps for me. Um, on the other side of the steps, no longer did I need to um, eat in order to feel less angry or less fearful or more comfortable. So the steps have taught me how to seek my ease and comfort, which everybody needs sometimes, ease and comfort. It has taught me how to seek ease and comfort elsewhere rather than compulsively eating. Um, where I seek the ease and comfort is from my higher power, from God. I believe that my eating behavior, my problematic eating behavior, has been removed so that I can be useful to my fellows and so that I can serve God. I could not do those things when I was all wrapped up with eating and feeling sorry for myself and feeling angry at other people and feeling just desperately anxious all the time because that's how I felt. It turns out that um, the steps have not only solved this eating problem, but my relationships have gotten better. I no longer need to take anti-anxiety medication I still take a very low-dose uh, antidepressant, but I used to be on a bucket full of medication every day, and I hardly take anything anymore. My, my psychiatrist is so pleased with me, and she thinks there's some sort of willpower thing going on, and I keep telling her it's not, it's not me that has accomplished this miracle, but she doesn't. She doesn't believe it. Um, avoiding the certain foods idea. I do not need to avoid any certain foods. And there may be people on the line right now that are thinking, well, you may be able to eat sugar, but I know I can't eat sugar because it acts like alcohol in my body. And I hear you. I used to think that too. Um, and I'm not saying there aren't people on the line that shouldn't be eating sugar. Um, sugar's not good for anybody. I mean, you know, like sugar is obviously just not a good thing for people, but it was not what was causing me to compulsive weed. If it had been, then all those food plans I did would have been successful. So I don't need to avoid certain foods. Um, this spiritual awakening that I've received, you know, being hooked into God, he's giving me 
it's it's a miracle, but he's giving me the ability to use common sense when it comes to what I eat, when I eat, how much I eat. So being able to use common sense tells me don't eat a lot of sugar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's common sense to just because I can eat sugar doesn't mean I sit down and eat you know, I, I suppose, I don't know if you guys mentioned specific foods on this meeting, so I won't, but it, you know, it doesn't mean I should sit down and eat, you know, this dessert, this dessert, and this dessert for breakfast, lunch, and supper. You know what I mean? That's not common sense. On my own, I don't have any common sense at all, like zero common sense when it comes to you know, my eating, how much to eat, what to eat, and so on. But somehow, uh, by really vigorously uh, practicing the 12 steps every day, well, not the 12 steps, steps 10, 11, and 12 is what I really pay attention to every day. Uh, Step 12, obviously, is helping people, especially sponsoring. Um, Also running the meeting, like, like our moderator is right now, and uh, qualifying like I am and the people that read the steps and that kind of thing. Um, praying and meditating, super important. Um, that my youngest son calls God the imaginary guy in the sky. <laughs> and that imaginary guy in the sky is the one that is, you know, giving me the ability to use this common sense. So I need to chat with him throughout the day. I need to pray throughout the day. And I need to meditate and listen. I have to say I'm a lot better at the praying part than I am at the meditating part. Uh, I had a fair bit of praying to do today because I felt a little unsettled before I was on my way to a function I was going to today. And it just, it literally works like a charm. And the step 10, the step 10s are what I do now instead of compulsively eating. So like I said earlier, um, we all need ease and comfort sometimes because all of us get annoyed sometimes or or worried about something or, you know, feeling sorry for ourselves, whatever it is. I don't get that way nearly as much as I used to, but I still get that way sometimes. And when I do get that way, the big book tells me I am to come to a full stop and chat with God about it. You know, just say, okay, this is what, what's happening. And my sponsor taught me how to identify my character defects. And I ask God to remove those. They always have to do with selfishness and various manifestations of it. And I ask him to remove them. And then I go out and help somebody to turn that selfishness around, you know, do something selfless to counteract my innate selfishness. Um, I don't know. It works for me. I'm incredibly grateful that I ran into my sponsor when I did. I might not be here now because of, uh, you know, because of my eating behavior. It was going to kill me and I couldn't stop. But um you know, thank God had a plan for me. And I guess, you know, that's what was in the plan. And now I can use it to help other people that are maybe in the same place. So I've got 16 seconds left. So I'm going to wrap it up. 
Um, my name is Terry Lim. I'm in Alberta, Canada on Mountain Time. My number is 403-878-3498. I have WhatsApp for international calls. I'm delighted to help anytime. 